Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Builders Podcast. I'm Andrew Denton, and this podcast is for people like you who want to live an all-in life that turns vision into reality. Join me as I talk to inspiring people who are doing just that. You know, I first met David Ream when he flew all the way from Norway to Sydney, Australia, just to meet with me for three days, and we'd never even spoken before that. I mean, this really showed me that this man was serious about being a kingdom builder. Now, over the next few minutes, you're going to hear for yourself that he and his wife, Marin, and their two boys are pretty amazing people. So, welcome, David Rem. Thank you so much. It's, it's such an honor to, to be on this, this podcast. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm honoured to speak to you, mate. So, listen, you know, how about you just start by sharing a little bit about yourself and you know where you're from and what you do? Yeah, let me do that. I mean, first of all, as you said, I, I flew halfway across the globe uh, to meet with you in the first place, uh, and as I was, you know, thinking about this this thing that, to prepare for the podcast. Um, it struck me that we haven't really talked much about business and all the way from the first time we met, you know, I prepared a lot of questions and I was just drawing up everything I did and all my businesses and portfolios. And then you <laughs> just came with a couple of very simple questions. But to give you, you know, the frame, uh, as you said, my name is David Ream. I have a beautiful wife, Marin, uh, two sons, Amadeus, he's 10 and Benjamin is one and a half. Um, we're living in Norway, in the southernmost point in Kristiansand, a great city. Uh, please come visit us when, when you're allowed to. Um, and um, I'm in, in real estate and construction. That's been a part of the family business for a couple of generations. And uh, for a couple of years, I've also had an investment portfolio on the side with, with startups and, and ventures. Um, but my main focus right now is is construction and real estate, and I'm back in in the family business. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, I don't think I've, we've ever really talked about too much about business. Um, True. You know, uh, we've never talked about money. Isn't that no. funny, man? You know, I've never I've never asked you have I uh, how much money you give, and no. I'm never going to because that's irrelevant. It's not about that. You know. Um, you know. Uh, in, in my book, Kingdom Builders, you know, I write about the moment when I first knew that I was supposed to be a kingdom builder. You know, how about you? You know, when did you first realize that what you did for a living could play a part in something much bigger than yourself? In other words, what was the catalyst moment that made you think, I'm a kingdom builder, I'm all in? Yeah, first of all, I, I love your book and I'm spreading it out to to friends and, and people that I think have can enjoy, you know, have, have lots um, enjoyment of, of reading it because it's it's awesome. I love your testimony. I love that you're sharing it. Um, and for me, I have to give a little bit of a context to answer that question because I had a moment like that myself and I'll try to keep it short. Uh, I grew up in a small village with uh, in a small Pentecostal church um, and I... You know, grew up in a business family and I grew up in a, a Pentecostal setting. I never really connected the dots. Um, so when I was when I was 12, uh, there was an altar calling and this guy, Dennis Greenwich from London, was preaching. And he basically said, if you feel that you have a calling on your life, you know, this is your time to come to the altar and, and be prayed for, you know, pray, uh, prayed over it. Um, and I did so. And from that moment, I thought, you know, I'm going to be, I am going to be all in, uh, I am going to be in, in ministry and, and a full-time something. 
And the way that looked to me at that moment uh, from my frame of, of mind was that I need to be a minister or I need to mm. be in worship or something. So what, ha- what happened was as I, you know, got involved in businesses, in, in politics a little bit, uh, you know, my, my focus shifted a little bit and I didn't connect my Sundays to my Mondays. Um, and so life happened. I was, you know, successful in business. Um, I was not a part of the family business at first. I had some, some good other jobs and a career. Um, and my faith was there all the time, uh, but it was not connected to what I did. Um, so what happened was many, many years later, um, we had built a new branch of the family business called BRG. It was very successful. And Marin and I at the that time, you know, we didn't have much time for each other. We, um, you know, our relationship was good, but we felt that we needed some more time, you know, uh, with God, with each other. And so we decided, long story short, that we need to take some time off. We need a sabbatical. So we bought a house in Naples, Florida, and we decided to go uh, live there for six months. We brought our then three-year-old Amadeus with us. Um, and, uh, and, and we were to take off. And so before we did that, I was involved in, in a lot of projects. One of those were, were, were was we were building a big building with a church with a lot of apartments and some other stuff in it. And I was the chairman of the board. So I needed to tell the, the elders of that church, a Pentecostal church in Christian sand that, Hey, we're going to take some time off. I need to step down as chairman of the board, you know, because we need this vacation. And uh, they said, well, that's okay, that's, that's sad, you know, but you'll come back and, and hey, can't you join us on our prayer meeting on Wednesday because uh, we want to pray for you as you leave. Um, and I thought, I thought, you know, yeah, that's fine, that, that can't hurt, you know. Uh, and so we, uh, we, we went there and on our, in the car on our way to that prayer meeting, we were like, Okay, so this is a little bit awkward because we're not, you know, going somewhere as missionaries where they pray for us to go and stuff like that. And I need to be careful what I'm saying because I'm a part of the family business still. I'm the chairman of the board of this big project. I can't say that, you know, we might be gone for a while. So uh, so what do we say? And we can't say that we're just going to be on the beach, you know, drinking wine and just, you know, uh, especially not in a Pentecostal church in Norway. Believe me, you don't want to you don't want to say that. But what happened was, um, when I walked into that prayer meeting, turns out the same guy, this Dennis Greenwich from London, he was actually preaching at that prayer meeting. I didn't know that on beforehand. And I was immediately taken back to, um, you know, what happened when I was 12. And I realized God had not forgotten about me. Mm. He He still had a calling for me. It was just that it looked different than it did in my head back then. Um, and so that I think was the moment when I realized, hmm, God has got something, you know, else for me, something different. Um, and he has actually been preparing me all these years. And so that was a moment when I really thought, you know, I'm going to be all in because I knew also then and there that this got, got, has got something to do with business and mm-hmm. the skill set that I, I kind of had developed. And so that was, that was my moment. Um, and as we were in, in the U.S., uh, I got to meet a lot of great and interesting people um, that helped me realize how to, you know, live an integrated life. And uh, I also, you know, one of the other moments I had was actually when I read the Live, Love, Lead by by Brian Houston. And um, I read a section about a family called the Denton family that had been a great support for the church. 
And I remember the vision statement so well when, when it said uh, it was build wealth through kingdom principles for kingdom purpose. I hope I got that right. Um, and so the, the for, with kingdom principle and pin, kingdom purpose, it kind of just summarized everything for me. And I, I immediately told Mary and I said, you know, this, this Denton guy, you know, I, I really would like him to be my mentor because I think he, you know, is exactly what I have in my heart. And she said, she's always full of faith. And, and you know, as, as you've said uh, numerous times, our wives often hear from the Holy Spirit better than, than we do. <laughs> and so she just said, well, I, I feel right now, David, that you're going to meet him soon. And I'm like, yeah, you know, if, if you're, you say so, it, it's probably going to happen. And so that was also, you know, another moment of, of really finding my lane um, to mm. become a kingdom builder. And, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been so those two moments was, have been crucial in, in my journey. Yeah, it's amazing. That's an that's an amazing testimony because you know, as I say, God, God had you had your heart at twelve. He just didn't. You just didn't know where that was heading, and you know, to see where you are today, that's that's quite amazing. You know, um, when you think of that your journey so far, you know, who are the people in your life that have encouraged you to live that all in life, and how important is it to have other people partnering with you? Yeah, I think it's I think it's crucial, um, and I've been blessed also to have uh, my wife Marin encouraging me a lot. Um, so she's probably been my greatest encourager, and and she's seen greatness in me when I didn't see it myself. Um, and and she realized and understood because at at some point, to be honest with you, um, I felt that you know I, I I maybe I just want to go all in in ministry. That's just yeah. easier. Like, you know, if we, we, we love God, we want to live for him. Let's just, you know, build a, you know, church somewhere, like meaning go on, you know, the ministry team and stuff like that. My, my wife's an amazing singer, worshiper. So we kind of play with that thought a little bit because to be honest with you, a lot of the success we had in business, it kind of lost its, its flavor a little bit. But Marin was always there encouraged me saying, hey, I think we're in this for a reason. And so it took me some time to catch up and, and I needed the, the awakening of this Dennis Greenish guy from London coming there and, and, and you know, all this other stuff. But Marin has been so important. And, uh, and obviously I've had others in my path as well, pastors, which Wilkerson Senior has also been a great, you know, friend and, and mentor of mine, um, you know, telling me how I don't need to think that to live all in for God means to go in, in, into ministry. Um, it, for me, it means the opposite. So I would have done something wrong if I tried to hide <laughs> inside a church somewhere because he wants me another place. And I've seen that, you know, that, and I really, you know, it's not always easy, um, but I've, I find so much purpose in, in just feeling that I'm in the right place. And I think uh, by, by just realizing that God has got a purpose for me where I'm put, um, that also make it easier for me to endure some of the, the pains that it is and some of the hardship it is to really, you know, stand for something in, in the marketplace. And, and uh, yeah, but yes, it's very important to have people that, that can encourage you and, and speak life in you. And, and I'm very blessed to have my wife as my main, <laughs> main cheer, cheerleader, so to speak. Yeah, well, I think that's definitely the right answer there, David. Right answer. <laughs> uh, our, wives, our wives are definitely our biggest cheerleaders, and uh, I do really believe that the Holy Spirit speaks through our wives. So, men, if you're listening, there's some great advice. Listen to your wife, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, in my book, Kingdom Builders, I, I talk about uh, Denton's four Ds, 
you know, which is essential about making daily, deliberate, disciplined decisions. You know, Dave, I don't know whether, do you have any daily disciplines or non-negotiables that help you continue to be a kingdom builder, even as you said before, that when, when times are tough? Yeah, um, I mean, I mean that's key. That's something I've learned from you, uh, Andrew. Those, those, <laughs> to put those, you know, simple uh, daily decisions that you put kind of like as a foundation of the rest of your life, and it makes everything else just, you know, so much easier. Mm. And for me as a person, I'm not a very self-disciplined person, to be honest. Um, so I need to develop habits. Um, yeah. And so I've, I've understood that there's a book out there called Atomic Habits. That's also a you know, a book after they read, you know, your book, they can read that one because it's got some of the same components because if we are to um, develop healthy habits, you know, I need to unpack the, you know, Matthew six thirty three to seek first the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Um, and if that means to go into the word, yes, it does. If that means to pray, yes, that I need to make daily decisions to do that. So what I've learned is that those daily decisions they are decisions at first. Um, and then after a while, they actually become habits that is as natural for me than doing other stuff. I'm not saying that it's, you know, just super easy because it's hard in the beginning. Um, and as you've taught me, Andrew, you have to break it down, you know, take the first mm. week, the first month, then three months, then all of a sudden it's, it's a year and then it's on autopilot. So some of my habits that I've developed is the most important one is I, I read the Bible every day when I wake up. Uh, yeah. And I, I wake up very early, so it's easy for me to do that undisturbed. Um, and I also made it a habit to share that with with a lot of people. Um, mm. And that's also something I've learned from you, Andrew, that if you share it, people, you know, keep you accountable, but you're also keeping them accountable a little bit and remind them that, you know, it's this is not a legalistic thing that, hey, you know, you have to read your Bible every day. But I myself have found, and, and most of the guys I've known, they need that. If you want to live that all in life, you actually need to hear from God every day. Um, and he has put, you know, this amazing book in front of us that we can that we can actually, you know, draw wisdom from. And I need that. That's my most important habit. Next one is is to pray uh, with Marin. And um, there's there are a lot of there's a lot of research showing that you know couples that pray together stay together. Um, and it's, it's scientifically also, you know, proven. And, and we know that for, because I mean, every relationship has its ups and downs. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I think when you pray together, that's, it's, it's kind of a vulnerable spot where if there, if there are things between you, you kind of have mm. to sort that out in order to have like a meaningful prayer time together. If not, it's just awkward. And yeah. so that's a tool that helps us. It's it's not like we've managed to do it every day, um, but but it's so close that it's. I think it's it's fair to say that that's it is a daily habit now. I guess, but um, that's something that helps us so much because. And sometimes when we sit down to do it, like you realize, okay, you know, there's something here that we need to talk about. There's something that we need to address. What is it? Like, th there's something here we need to catch. And so yeah. that's that's a habit too. That's that's extremely important. And uh, and on another level, I'm turning 40 this summer and I decided that, you know, I'm turning 40. I'm not going to be, you know, 40 fat and finished. I'm going to be 40 <laughs> fit and focused. Uh, so it's a more on a So I, I made a daily habit and I've sh when I've shared my Bible verse, I hit the gym every morning. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's literally right now and that's just for three weeks. So, Hey, you know, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a non, non day off thing. So yeah, five o'clock every morning I'm at the gym. 
Fantastic. Look, mate, I uh, I could not agree with you more. Um, you know, all three of those things is, is something that that I've been doing myself for a long, long time. And um, yes, reading my Bible is paramount, and praying my wife is you know a non-negotiable and exercise as well. You know, I'm I'm like you. I'm up at five o'clock, and I'm uh, I'm in the gym early in the morning too. And you know, I think. Um, it's so important that um, we get these things in train and that becomes who we are then. You know, it's so, so important. Yeah. Hey, look, I know that you, you know, you sold out of the family business there and, and moved to America. It's a huge move. You know, what was it that brought you back to Norway? Yeah, that's, that's it's a good question. I mean, um, <laughs> as I told you, I was kind of feeling that the, the success we had kind of lost its, its flavor a little bit. Uh, and that was obviously because I did not, fully connect the dots and under, understood my my uh, place you know in the marketplace when it relates to my also relationship with God and, and what he had for me and so I needed to get away and I can see that now in, in retrospect I just thought at that point I thought I'm just worn out like I just need some time to recharge my batteries and I mean that's that's part of it but when I look at it now I also see that God took me out of the soil that I was in and placed me in another soil because the other things that happened when I was in that prayer meeting was that we actually got some prophecies that we wrote mm-hmm. down. And one of that was, you know, that you're going to meet a lot of people, that it takes it takes a lot of time for others to meet them, but you're going to meet them in, in like a very short amount of time. And, and, and that actually happened. Um, we got in touch, as I said, with the, the Wilkerson's, with other people in ministry in the U.S. We didn't have any, you know, much connection on beforehand. But for us, that was very important because we saw people that lived that all in life. And I felt that, you know, in in the U.S., a lot of people are better at, you know, living those integrated lives where, you know, it's your business, it's your church, it's, you know, whatever. It's just a part of of a whole in another way. In Norway, Mm. it might be, you know, traditions. It's more like a separated thing. You know, you don't talk talk about the church when you're in business. You don't talk about business when you're in the church because all those, you know, money and business and greed and you know, capitalism, they're all those, like in the Norwegian, especially Scandinavian church, mm-hmm. European setting, it's kind of like viewed as a bad thing. <laughs> and so yeah. that, that kind of freer mindset in the U.S. allowed me to say, hey, there are some, some you know, connections here that we need to kind of figure out. And so for me, uh, that was so important. And I was ready um, because we had our visas, everything sort of actually green cards. So I thought we're going to be there for a long time. Like I thought maybe that the U.S. was going to be our new home. And then one morning, I actually woke up and felt, and that was actually the day that we were supposed to sign some papers with a lawyer, immigration lawyer. And I just felt, you know, I think you're supposed to move back to Norway. And I didn't want to, you know, as we talked about, you know, I don't think that, you know, didn't think the Holy Spirit could talk to me. So, <laughs> like, I hope Mary doesn't <laughs> mention anything at the breakfast table. So, well, that happened. So she said, David, it's weird. I just woke up this morning with a feeling that, that we're supposed to move back home to Norway. And right then and there, I didn't want to tell her that I had the same feeling because she was said, fine, that's it. We're moving. So I'm like, I'm go- OK, I'm just going to wait on wait this out because she had talked about, you know, uh, that Amadeus is going back to school soon. You know, maybe it would be good for him to don't forget all the Norwegian stuff. And so um, I didn't want to tell her. So when she went out the door, I actually opened the Bible um, and I opened the Bible to a passage in Ezekiel 37 then, you know, it's serious, you know, it's got to take you to Ezekiel and those those books back there. But it was in 37, it's, it's something about when the dry bones 
uh, gets reconnected and comes to life. There's a mm. verse uh, in, a, I think it's a New Living Translation, that says, when this happens, you're supposed to move back to your own homeland. And yeah, so wow. he didn't give me much to uh, to try to interpret away. And I, I realized, I understood that maybe some of the things that I've learned here in the U.S. and God needed to have me some time off to, to you know, teach me some things. It's something that I can apply when I, when I come back to Norway. Um, mm. And I've seen that I've been, you know, by the grace of God, able to inspire a lot of people to live more integrated lives for them to understand that, you know, as a teacher, as a business person, as you know, wherever you're, you know, a judge, um, that God is actually, he wants to use you where you are. And he wants the whole body of Christ on earth to be, you know, filled with him and, and live for a purpose. It's not that only the ones that are, you know, on the payroll of that, you know, kingdom builders and others are paying, that those are the ones that are, have a holy work. I mean, it's, it's all holy. It's all for his glory. Um, mm. and that's also why, you know, when we joined Hillsong, I felt that that was kind of the, the view and the focus that they had in a great way that we're supposed to influence on in all spheres of life. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that, in you know, us being in the U.S. kind of helped us uh, to get a view that's, that's you know, made, made us able to inspire others to live that all in life also here in Norway. Yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic. You know, as a a young, and I'm calling you young at almost 40, as a young father of two boys, what's the most important thing for yourself and Marin that you can model to them? Yeah, uh, that's it's, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, parenthood can be challenging at times. There are different phases, and, and sometimes you feel that you're not, you know, just not fit for the role. Um, and I know also, because I've had a dad that's been a role model to me, um, he's had some issues. And I believe that's true for a lot of, of his generation, that they felt that they worked too much. And I mean, I mean, obviously that is, that is, it's true uh, that if you're, you know, don't, if you're just all into your work and, and you're not really, you know, present at home, that's not a good thing. And, and you share beautifully about that in your testimony and your, uh, in your book. Uh, yeah. However, I think also uh, it can, it can shift too much to the other side where that, you know, yeah, it's, it's family first and obviously it is. But if they don't see you, you know, doing something meaningful and purposeful and live for something else and just being home with the family, eating tacos on Fridays and, and pizzas on Saturdays and stuff like that, I don't think you're really, you know, portraying something that's, that's you know, that's, that is meaningful for them to really follow. So yeah. I think the most important thing I feel is that if we can model to them that, that God has got a purpose with our lives, and mm. that, that might not, might not always be the easy way, but it's the right way. That it's not about being comfortable, but it's about having a meaningful mission. And so I've probably done all the, the wrong things you can do, you know, <laughs> in the book when it comes to racing, like Emma Days and now Benjamin. But one thing that I'm a little bit proud of is that we've always talked about missions. That's the thing that's mm. catched on to him, that you have a mission. And because we have developed a language around that where I can ask him, so Amadeus, what do you think your mission is now? And he, he knows that when I say that, it's something about, you know, God has probably put something on his heart. And so he's, he's getting aware that, you know, there might be someone in class right now that needs a little bit of attention or, you know, maybe I'm supposed to tell this guy about Jesus, you know, and, and we can talk about it that way. And, and he watched action movies and, you know, uh, probably with a little, you know, too high age limit. I don't know. But anyways, he, he, he's very, you know, he loved that stuff. And, and when we talk about missions, 
he kind of catches onto that a little bit that, hey, we have a mission, we have a purpose. So if there's one thing that I think is important that we teach them is that, you know, your life means something and God has got a plan for it. He has come, got some cool missions for you to accomplish with his help. That's, very, no, that's so good, Dave. That's so good. How old is Amadeus now? He's 10. 10. So good, I think. That's just amazing when you know a 10-year-old already understands mission. And um, so that's well done. Well done as a father. Thank you, you. Know, um, brought up that highlight right there. So there's plenty of other stuff to talk about, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the highlight reel. We're, we're going to talk the highlight reel. You know, one of my chapters in my book is called Faith is Spelled R-I-S-K, Risk. You know, can you share a story of a step of faith that, you've taken, which, you know, it was definitely a risk, but God miraculously turned up in it. Yeah, well, for, first of all, I think that is, it's, it's great because I think we all, as, as business people, we understand, you know, the risk and reward. And so it's, it's all about trusting God with the things that you do. And um, I think the, 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 the biggest leap of faith that I took was actually to sell my shares in the family business when we moved to the U.S., because that was something that I felt very strongly that I should do. Um, and it's from a, from a business perspective, it's probably not what people would advise me to do and say that, hey, that's the wise thing to do of you now, to just sell your shares. Um, and and my, my siblings and, you know, my family, they didn't actually want me um, to sell the shares. And so that's why, you know, <laughs> the price wasn't sky high either. But I just felt in my heart that that was right. But people told me it's going to be impossible for you to get yourself back into the business because if you sell shares and then there's no guarantee, it's going to be so hard to come back. All of your identity is built around you being a part of that family business and now you're completely out of it. Like you shouldn't do that. But I felt it was right. And long story short, you know, it's, it's just been a, a journey back when we decided to come back to Norway. God has opened a lot of doors um, and just made it, you know, in a natural way, we just walked into the family business again, and now we're here working together, uh, and everything is in place. So what everybody told me, that's never going to happen, that happened. Um, and I'm coming back with another, maybe another perspective on things, um, and I really much enjoy working uh, together with the family again. So so God showed up, and, and he made a way. Yeah, that is amazing, isn't it? You know, the, the world will always tell you one thing, but God has his plans for us uh, he says above and beyond what we can ask, think, and imagine. And yeah. um, as I say, that the, even your family would tell you, you know, that can't happen. And and yet, definitely, it's, it's above and beyond. And that's quite amazing. It is quite exactly. amazing. All right, I got one. I got one final question for you, David. Jeez. What final advice would you give to someone who's listening to this right now, who's thinking about becoming a kingdom builder? Yeah, well, I think, you know, one of the most important lessons I've learned is that God wants us to have integrated lives. He wants us to have a life that's full of meaning and purpose. And so I think for a lot of people that, that feel that their passion is, is business, because you know, listen, that's what happened to me. Like, I, I love the church, but I had much more passion in a way uh, that might sound wrong, but, but kind of for, for business, I felt that was my place to be. Um, mm. And, and for, for someone that listens, that might look differently for you. Maybe you want to become a teacher or you want to become you know, a lawyer or you want to become a businessman. So for me, is to find the purpose, there are like two, it's a two-dimensional thing. One thing is that I think it's, it's about being you know, in business as a mission. 
meaning that God places people in, in different businesses to actually be there and make an, a positive impact, to, to let the kingdom come on earth as in heaven. Um, there's a lot of things I could say about that. But the other perspective, too, is, is business uh, formation. And mm. that's what we know as kingdom builders. It's important that, you know, the wealth that we're able to generate through business, it's not that something that's meant, to, you know, for us. It's meant for something to go through us. Um, mm. So it's not what comes to you. It, it's what's come through you, uh, as, as I've also learned a lot from you, Andrew. And that mm. brings another perspective and dimension in because... When I moved back and forth to the U.S., I bought houses and some business in the U.S. and stuff like that. And I, I was very much, you know, uh, I had to think about currency a lot. And so I had one <laughs> revelation that, you know, that was, that was to me, changed a lot of, of my thinking. And that was that, you know, there's actually a currency of souls um, that this is all about because we can actually give help you know healthy churches grow and and have you know uh, expand their impact and through that they would actually reach people that we could never reach and will actually yeah. fill up the souls account and when i understood that that's actually a real thing we can give it for time or resources uh and able to exchange that towards souls um that kind of that that gave me a perspective um and so for me it's you know it's i think everybody you know, should be a kingdom builder. It, it may look different for a lot of, you know, for, for different people. Um, but that mindset that we are part of building the kingdom, uh, it's just it's just amazing. It gives you so much more purpose and so much more uh, meaning. And, and I think people underneath all the success that a lot of people, especially in the Western world, have, um, I think a lot of people feels that they just, they, I mean, when people realize that they're successful, I think a lot of people feel that they have climbed up all the ladder, but it's leaning against the wrong wall. Mm. And so, and then what's the meaning with it if you're not accomplishing something that's got eternal value? Because one day we're going to sit down with our Heavenly Father and we're going to have, I think, a very fr a friendly chat about, so I gave you this, what did you do about it? Um, and for me, when I have to face hard decisions, I sometimes think of that chat that I'm going to have with my Heavenly Father um, yeah. And it puts everything so much into perspective. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant, Dave. Look, I'm, I love that we talk about the souls. I, I believe that at the, the very heart of a kingdom builder is that you have to have a soft heart for the lost. Amen. Because this, this is what this is about. This is about seeing people say, this is not about money. Kingdom builders have never been about money. It's just about a group of people who've decided to go all in for God. Yeah. And, and, uh, and through that, we're going to, you know, uh, affect many people's lives uh, and um, in, in such a, a positive way and bringing Jesus into their lives. So, Dave, I really thank you for uh, having this chat with me, mate, and I know that it's going to impact many people. So God bless you, mate, you and Marin and the boys, and um, I look forward to getting back to Norway soon and speaking to you in person. God bless you, mate. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Kingdom Builders podcast. Join me for another all-in story in the next episode. Share this podcast with a friend and for more resources, visit kingdombuildersbook.com.